1: to one of our final episodes of PHOI Phillies Podcast of 2023, and we also have back joining us, it's not Devon, it's not Tyler, although Tyler's here as well, it's Jamie back in his spot. Tyler Zuli, Renee Washington, and Jamie Lynch, welcome back into the show. It's, it feels like it's been a very long time since we've had you here. How are you, buddy? Yeah,
2: it, it does feel like a long time. <laughs> uh, I'm great, you know, a really spectacular uh, Christmas break there with the girls and uh, getting to do Christmas with them this was like the first year that Skylar my oldest was like super super into it uh, so it was just pretty awesome you know we kind of slow staged some gifts throughout the day and oh. like
1: um,
2: you know had had an awesome time and we hosted Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day and then we went up to the Poconos uh, so we got some some great family time in so it was uh, a lot of fun.
1: I love that. I love that. So you didn't, they didn't open all their presents at once.
2: Uh, they did. But then like, you know, children, ADD brain kind of like phased yes, out. They do need a break. Like, yes. So we didn't like be like, hey, there's more after breakfast okay. After lunch. There was hmm. a couple more that staggered out. Um, so it was great. It was uh awesome. And it's uh it does feel like an eternity since <laughs> I've been here. And it's really only been like five days.
1: I know. Isn't that <laughs> wild?
2: <laughs> but it was a great five days, a lot of fun. Uh we were up in the Poconos yesterday. Oh yeah, it was great.
1: Did you do any uh outdoor activities?
2: my um, they went like ice skating. Skylar went <gasps> ice skating for the first time. Uh my wife was a figure skater growing up, so
1: Ooh, I but, yeah. that. um
2: we did some indoor axe throwing. And my elbows, I feel like a major league pitcher. My elbow needs to be iced <laughs> oh, no. down from the Chinese no. star and the knife throwing and the axe throwing. I, uh, I, ha- I had a lot of pitches. Uh, Jamie's sitting in l- the aisle with Tommy Johnson. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: Tommy John. Da- there it is. Uh, I, Breaking I, news.
2: I woke up yesterday and I was like, oh, man, getting old sucks. It definitely does. But, you know, you can't get a Chinese star and not throw it hard. Yeah. I mean... Wh- like it'll stick but you really yeah don't like you it.
1: have to if you're gonna do it you got to go all yeah, out like so you
2: know I left it all on the court and I'm paying the price <laughs> for it so it was awesome how about you How was uh since we didn't really see each other because I thought the show was at noon today I didn't get to ask you how your break was so now <laughs> oh, that we're on air we're how, just how was your break
1: it was great it was awesome um it was it was fast and I I agree with you. So we did the usual of, like, slumber party at my parents. Nice. And we had to wake... I was telling Tyler and Devon, we had to wake the, the kids up because they... They, they weren't, were snoozing. That they bit. were snoozing. I mean, my my nephew at six years old was more uh, excited, but my niece was like fully asleep. Plus, we stayed up late the night before, so as you, I'm sure you know, like you stay <sighs> up late the night before, they're not waking up seven in the morning, six in the morning like they normally do.
2: I had a little too much red wine Christmas Eve, putting the bike together. Oh at, no, was it functioning m. properly?
1: Yeah, I got there.
2: <laughs> it just took like quadruple the amount of time than uh, <laughs> it probably should have.
1: Yep. Yep. And so we had to act also do the same of, um, you know, my nephew was fine, but his promise he wanted to play with everything. We're like, no, no, no. Keep opening the gifts. Like we're excited to see you open them and he wants to play with. And then my niece, of course, all of, for whatever reason, all of her gifts were in boxes and stuff. So nothing was a, was as easy to just press a button or play with. So I had to we had to help open stuff for her and then uh, eventually we were just like, all right, I'm gonna just unwrap it and show you look here's yeah. what you got <laughs> because she was getting definitely fatigued from from gift wrapping but it was fun it was definitely fun Barbara welcome. this is a very early show. it is a nice morning Thursday morning show uh, I'm excited though because it is my final day as I get to have my <laughs> break now yeah so I'm glad we're starting early because I'm out of here yeah. today's
2: your friday today's my no. monday we're on polar opposites
1: I know. <laughs> well this week was weird because uh when we did our tuesday show and I d- it definitely felt like a monday tyler i'm sure you agree like tuesday felt like monday and i've been yeah. thrown off ever since and now it does feel like a friday
3: it's weird every day feels like monday this week <laughs> it's just perpetually been monday the entire week <laughs>
1: and then also You're the backbone of
3: this station this week tyler <laughs>
1: Yeah, Tyler has had a birthday. I don't know. Devon's
2: been on a lot of shows too.
1: You're competing for most shows of the holiday week, though. I
2: think Devon got so bored during his downtime that he was uh, <laughs> just like, "Yeah, put me in, coach. We're making up, up for lost time." Yeah, Basically, like <laughs> that's
3: what he
1: said. He was like, "I haven't had a chance to talk about the Phillies because I wasn't on anything during the time of the the postseason. Yeah. So now I'm excited to be able to talk about them." So yeah, what was his big like
2: takeaway from the year? Like, uh, how did he feel about? Literally, everything? like
1: the exact same as us.
2: Yeah. Just yeah,
1: it's it's wild to me but success but, but that like, just shows me we're all on the same page. We're all very realistic. We get it because uh he was saying the exact same stuff as us. His was like because we talked through wish lists for 2024. And he was saying you wanted more from Alec Boehm, um, the bullpen arm. So literally the same stuff that we've talked about on the show every single time that we have a show. So uh, for those of you, yes, Barbara, thank you. I hope you all are going to have a great closeout of 2023. I cannot believe we're already here. I've already started my C next year, Jamie. Oh, God. I have fully been telling people. See you next year.
2: So, what is your uh, <laughs> New Year's Eve plans? Are I don't you, know. Oh, don't no know. plans yet. I have,
1: I have, I have a few options. I'm definitely planning to go to go somewhere nice. Um, I'm not gonna give all the details because it's we're on the internet. But I have plans to do something fun. Um, does it
2: involve a flight or local?
1: No, it does not involve a flight. Okay. But the problem is, like, I still have. Well, actually, I don't know if it ever stops. If there's ever an age where it stops, you're just waiting for everybody to confirm. Yeah, like it's too many moving parts, and I, I'm like, I want to just know what I'm doing and be ready to go. But so have you grown out
2: of the uh, open bar? Like, oh yeah, that's not me anymore. Okay. Oh gosh, no, I haven't done
1: that that for a few years now. Uh, Late 20s, yeah, late 20s. I stopped going out to bars for New Year's Eve. I would say, what was the last year I did that? I guess 20, oh, 2019 into 2020 oh. was the last year. And you know what? I had good reason to stop <laughs> after that. That was the last year. And then after that, of course, New Year's for the next couple of years was different in general. Um, but I stopped doing the whole like pay $100 and you get open bar and free food up until midnight. And you're at this in like. I don't like lines. I don't like, I don't wanna be in crowds anymore. Matt is saying, Matt's like, I'll be asleep by 10 on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Lisa, you are also on a whole different time clock because, yes, spring break is, or spring break, Christmas break as a teacher means you don't ever know what day it is. Yeah, my wife's on that
2: right now. She's a teacher. And, uh, you know, being my first day back at work, I was just like, I don't envy you because you have two kids <laughs> in the house that are gonna be crazy, but like I kinda envy you. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. My mom is a teacher, she just retired and so she's like we've always had the breaks together. It does it's it's awesome, but I do see the other side of it now because I'm like, Oh, I see why I, I wouldn't mind being a teacher. I don't wanna deal with having the responsibilities Sum- of it, summer but summer is break.
2: Rough. Oh, yeah. My jealousy is high. Oh, yeah, for sure. Summertime. Spring
1: break, summer break, Christmas break, all the breaks. are like, mm, yeah, that's for why this I, time, yeah, I'd like to be a teacher. I
2: typically take uh, some time this week of the year because we get, you know, the, the quality family time in. For sure. So Yeah, but je- uh, jealousy in summer months, very, <laughs> very high of the teachers. Yeah.
1: Very much so. So um,
2: uh, if you want, Renee, we're having a kid friendly. Uh, New Year's Eve party with about <laughs> like eight of my friends' kids running around and drinking uh, oh, sparkling uh, apple juice and stuff. So your kids' so- cheers uh yes we yeah yeah with their juice of course Uh oh yeah no Skylar's vodka martini she's a big vodka (laughs) martini girl
1: so it's funny because my my littles are all about like they want to they want to copy everything you're doing so you know you're drinking a glass of wine and like my niece is trying to grab it and drink (laughs) and we're like no no this is auntie's juice this is mommy's juice juice. yeah this is Gigi's juice but here's your juice um but now but they're it's cute because they will like cheers cheers Mm -hmm. but they're so we'll give them a glass with some juice in it uh because they want to do the same thing but it is it is very interesting and it's very exciting and you know what else is very exciting saving money guys because this time of year especially as things get expensive you want to make sure you're keeping that extra money in your pockets now I just got an alert from Rocket Money they're like we haven't seen you in a while on our app because I've been slacking a little bit but I, will, I love the fact that they at least alerted me that, hey, it's time to come back and check things out. We haven't seen you on the app in a little while. And over at Rocket Money, they are the finance app that helps you manage all of your spending, your subscriptions, your bills, saves you money. And with Rocket Money, uh, it just makes it easy and convenient for you to have everything in one spot. Instead of going and having to log in on all the different banking apps or if you're like Jamie, having to go in person to the bank to check things out. Rocket Money allows you to have everything right at your fingertips to get all the updates on what you are spending your money on each and every day. So over at Rocket Money, they have over 5 million users. I am one of them, and I can agree and attest to the fact that they will save you money. They save their members an average of $720 a year Ooh. with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So you can stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com phly That's rocketmoney.com slash P-H-O-Y again rocketmoney.com slash P-H-O-Y. They'll notify you, they'll reach out to your, anywhere you have subscriptions to cancel them, and they'll just make sure to keep you alerted and up to date on where you are spending your money so you can make sure to save, especially in the holiday season. And while you're saving, make sure you're also taking advantage of some other deals. And one of those deals are over at FOCO. Now, FOCO is the place to get all the leading sports and entertainment merchandise. They've got all types of apparel, toys, bobbleheads, collectibles that you can have in your office, in your in your house, maybe it's in your studio, like us. By the way, or maybe my, you're rocking it. My
2: sweater at the Christmas party got you a convert- lot of questions. Where'd you get that? Exactly. I, Honestly, every time I wear
1: something from Foco, I get questions of like, "Whoa, where'd you get that from?" I have some cool windbreakers and sweaters and the overalls. So over at Foco, you can take advantage of all of their great deals. They have the great merch they have. They also have seasonal things. Like right now, it's a lot of holiday themes. Um, whatever holiday you celebrate, they've got it over at FOCO. So use that code PHLY10 that's on your screen for 10% off at FOCO. Again, that's PHLY10 to save at FOCO because FOCO's got our backs here in Philly and they've got yours too. All right, shifting over to the West Coast, Jamie, we've talked um, a little bit about updates around the hot stove, around some, some of the latest um, signings and deals. Well, Although we heard of the news last week, it is officially official. As you know, it takes time for teams to officially put out that we've signed someone and here's the deal and here's the terms of those deals. So Yoshinobu Yamamoto officially is an LA Dodger. They also held a press conference for him yesterday as well. I have to say, Yamamoto, I'm a little impressed. I've only seen footage of Yamamoto in, uh, you know, the World Baseball Classic and him in baseball gear. I feel like he's done something different with his hair. It's very 90s boy band for me. Oh. It's giving like, or even like a little K-pop. It's giving, <coughs> Um, it's like the nice, he's got... I feel like highlights are there, a little bit mm. more brown. I'm like, oh, look at you, Yamamoto. Who's He's the like, big
2: K-pop band I saw on uh, Today Show recently? Do you? Are you? I don't know, actually. Uh, okay. I don't.
1: I listen to some K-pop, but I, I can't. I don't know. Okay. I don't know who you're talking about.
2: So yeah, he he surprised you a little bit. He was bit.
1: giving me '90s boy bands with like the comb over and like the floppy hair, and hmm. it was kind. I was like, oh, Yamamoto's kind of a cutie. Like it was adorable, <laughs> and he had his nice suit on, and he uh, also wrote something up in English to, for the press conference, which was very sweet, and. Uh, No, Daniel, we did not have any chance of Yamamoto. We knew he was going to either the Dodgers or the Lakers, but at least he didn't sign in the Mets. So seeing him sign with the Dodgers um, and seeing him have that press conference, I should say, was was cool because I was like, I got to see a different side of Yamamoto. We've been talking about him so much. And of course, I, much like everybody, am so interested to see what he's going to look like once he actually hits Major League Baseball. But he did mention in the presser a couple of things and one was the reason he chose the Dodgers and this by no surprise was winning now and winning into the future were the most important things for him and his decision. Did he mention Otani and at
2: all? Because I didn't I didn't I didn't care. watch the whole thing. Okay. I'm not
1: gonna lie. Did not. What? You but didn't watch the Los know, Angeles guys, Dodgers press conference? I, I was just looking for <laughs> little bits and pieces. I love the fact that he again spoke in English for parts of it. Did not get the whole transcript of it. We'll have to go back. Maybe, you know, maybe my day's off. I'll go back and look at that. For sure, guys. Uh, Renee, I would
2: recommend that when you get time away from here, absolutely do not dive into Yamamoto's press conference in your free time. Maybe I'll
1: be sitting at home, guys, uh, (laughs) with my glass of wine, deep diving and listening to everything that Yamamoto said. But no, I did not listen to all of it. So have you come around
2: to my side where you're rooting for his demise and failure? No. No.
1: No. And after that, I was like, I definitely, okay, I don't. And I said this yesterday to Tyler. We were talking about rivalries and teams that we hate. I hate every team that's not my teams. You know, I, I definitely um, do not like the Dodgers, but I don't want to see him, like, fail f- fully. Like, I, I just don't want to see a them do be better than the, a bit the bit Phillies. A
3: little bit of it does, <laughs> right? I mean, Tyler, you're, you're, uh, you're, you're, a, you're just a grumpy old man. At
2: you're, so a grumpy. Point. you're a baseball purist, and you're going to say so his spin rate and movement and all these things are exciting. I'm going to sit here and tell you I'm rooting for his failure now. See, like,
3: if he were a Brave or a Met he's or a or e- he's, he's, even a Yankee, I would get like, I don't hate <laughs> the Yankees. We took me and Renee talked about this yesterday, but like, the Dodgers, uh, why?
1: Yeah, like, they don't really just, just they're because they're good enough. They're the money. National
2: League Yankees of the turn of the century. Like, I mean, they spent a billion dollars on two players. Screw that them, and screw every player they have. They're a roadblock in the National League. Screw them. You, you, I'll bring you guys around. The water's warm. Come old, on in. Old man oh.
3: yelling at the
1: clouds. <laughs> the water's warm. Oh, it is BTS. So Tyler, and I know also Matt in the chat was saying, BTS is the popular K-pop That's group. probably the He one looks... There. I mean, he was giving me K-pop... I, know, I still think more 90s boy band than um, them. But it, a couple of the... It's the hair. It's the hair. It was very 90s-esque of mm-hmm. like... A, a little flop, a little comb over, a little, like, <laughs> short cut. So, bulk, so I guess... Cut? I guess you can call it. It's not, yeah. it's not full on bolt cut. I don't know what to call it. Yeah. Not, uh,
2: so I, I I'm know. sure a little behind the scenes here when Tyler produces our images that you see for the thumbnails every day <laughs> uh, and all the nice work he does we have a paid for photo service that we have to use <laughs> and it's all copyright. So Yamamoto is coming up frequently because yes. you know, the Phillies kept getting tied to them, even though what we know what that all was. So Tyler was like, man, there's only like four pictures of Yamamoto in oh. our service. Like they got to get some new pictures. So Tyler, I would imagine now that the press conference happened, there's a bunch of new Yamamoto
3: photos. There are. And I'm
2: so excited
1: to use the same seven now instead of the same four.
3: Oh, so three more were added. No, there was actually quite a bit. Okay. But there,
1: suits or is that like him with the dodgers well,
3: a little bit of both
1: okay so, so that's at least why you i can... use the dodgers Yeah, jersey. today we got to use the dodgers one
3: in the past it was three <laughs> world baseball classic photos but i'll also give you a little bit more insight so the issue is framing is a problem too so if you send yeah. if, if they send a vertical shot to usa no. today how dare they like that's the that's the, the team we pair with i i would have to stretch it so far you would just see like pixelation yeah it would be awful
2: like zach berman's
3: uh sean desai photo from the seattle
2: game did you see that (laughs) oh it was really funny
1: i love it um i i see in the chat you guys are sharing uh mbdbdbf saying yamamoto would have signed claims he would have signed with la regardless of otani if you believe him do you believe that cap or no cap jamie
2: (sighs) uh i'll give him no cap because the dodgers are a I mean three hundred million dollars <laughs> you get to live in l a three
1: twenty five yeah uh
2: it's a loaded team regardless i'll I'll say no cap,
1: okay, and I will say does that I, pass yeah, yeah no i I agree with that because actually, I think Otani's like the icing on the cake, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. but I think regardless you look at the Do- the Dodgers roster, and obviously we've talked about team. it, Moogie and Freddie and now Tyler being there, um the other Tyler. <laughs>
3: Oh, I forgot and to tell you guys. I signed a contract with the Dodgers. Oh, we They offered ten years and uh, not three hundred twenty million, oh, but, okay. but close. Congrats. Yeah. I'm, so I'm. I'm actually going to the uh, L.A. Uh, what would we even call it? <laughs> L.A.X. No, that's the airport. The California Penal. No, the no, no. no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you looking for? I'm
3: confused. What, like, what would what would L.A.'s P.H.L.Y. be? Oh. Oh. I'd, oh. Would they have to be Hollywood? Like.
1: I think a- it would. H.L. W WD? D like that sounds that so actually stupid. Cool, or you I think. do welcome L- to H L W L- D. No, but they don't usually use vowels. So is it like mm. L S N S L S N hmm. S?
3: Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Well,
1: oh, that actually sounds like Los Angeles. L S N S. I
3: think we're just. I think Doesn't we're.
1: That kind of sound like. Wait.
3: What we've come to the conclusion <laughs> 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 is we're never branching to L A.
1: Am I hearing this? Am I the only one that's kind of hearing L S N S? Anas giving me Angeles vibes, <laughs> Los Angeles, LSNS, sure. like the same. Okay, yeah. it's just in my head it's the only one. Okay, it's just me. <laughs> it's just me, guys. It's just me. Yeah, so you would be part of uh, – I'm going to go HLWD sound, seems a little bit better. It's hard it's a jumble to say, mm-hmm. but I think it would eventually roll off the tongue. Yeah, they
3: offered a lot of money, so. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate you guys. Yeah, the Dodgers ne- rotation
2: next year when Otani's back pitching is going to be – Assuming Yamamoto doesn't suck, uh, is going to be absolutely filthy.
1: Yeah, I know Lisa was saying uh, she's also hoping that Yamamoto will yeah, Lisa gets fail. It. She's she's bitter. As yeah. well. I yeah. mean, I I don't love anybody that's outside of Philly or my teams. I don't want them to do well. Like I I will I will not admit like try to claim I want him to exceed expectations no i don't but i want i want to see him too decent like it's a cool story it's yeah, it is. as long as you just keep it over there and then every time you play the phillies do bad yeah so so that's where i'll meet you anytime the dodgers are facing the phillies i want to see you be awful and then i don't want to see you do anything when, rain- when
2: little ad- adorable ranger suarez outduels them in the yeah, playoffs like, i
1: love that okay it, i it love makes that makes a nice For uh, sure
2: p- you know peace yeah I yeah
1: um it. also something that was interesting jamie that i saw <laughs> this was a I, it made me chuckle a little bit so there There was a tweet put out by um, Bleacher Report, BR Walk-Off, and they were saying, um, well, originally I guess it was technically they took it from somebody else, but it was Michael Cerami who originally said it. 24 teams have added a big league free agent this offseason. Five other teams have added a big leaguer via via trade. And the one remaining team that has done neither, and since you haven't had a chance to look, maybe you don't know this, do you know the team that has done neither?
2: No trade, no signing.
1: 30 teams there's only one team that has not added a big league free agent and hasn't made a trade for a big leaguer this off season so far and tyler you may not have looked either so i'm gonna ask you too
3: is it the mets no i think no. uh i think it was uh the, the team of one of our guests a couple weeks ago the i think it's the chicago cubs
1: it is the cubs
3: wow
2: the one
1: remaining team that has done neither and i was like what so just to let that process well, i might have to tune in 30 the- teams 24 teams had a big agent free agent signing this offseason. Five other teams have added a big leaguer via trade. The Cubs have not done either of those, but they did spend $40 million on the manager.
3: (laughs) Wow. Yeah.
1: I looked at that team and I was like,
3: Oh. Craig Council is going to be playing. Uh,
2: uh, was gonna yeah, yeah, was like, is this Craig going to be pitching? This, this is he going to be
1: hitting? Like,
2: Craig was probably promised, <laughs> like, oh, we're going to go out and get Otani. And if we don't get Otani, we'll get Yamamoto. Mm-hmm. And Reese is a backup plan. And maybe we'll get in the sweepstakes. And they this haven't guy done that thing. Ooh. But the manager news was was pretty big news.
1: It was, but then you haven't. There hasn't been anything else. I'm
2: gonna have to tune into the CHGO uh, Cubs <laughs> show and see how these guys are doing. <laughs> Imagine that, like where you're kind of turning the corner as a franchise again. It's a huge off season, and you're just striking out left and right.
1: And you are watching every other team make moves, yeah. and the only move you made was 40 million dollars for Craig Council.
2: So is Reese gonna end up there? Like, is this just inevitable? Or I
1: think so. I mean, they gotta do something. They haven't done anything besides Craig.
2: Well, yeah. That's I mean,
1: all. like, and, and people were saying in the comments exactly what you we were saying, like, but he can't play.
2: So <laughs> or like, maybe he still can.
1: <laughs> maybe we're. Yeah. Maybe we missed out on the fact that he's actually going to be doing more. Tyler, than Tyler, am moving. I right?
2: Council had like one of the,
3: the batting stands. It like was that, it right? was wacky. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, hands I, way above the head. Yeah, 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 not, yeah. Not like so the hands weren't split like Eucalyptus, but way above the head. And yeah. Eucalyptus is one of the all time weird batting stands. Yeah. <laughs> how how is that
2: productive? That's a strange one. Uh, so I don't yeah, know. All the knows. guy did was hit. Yeah.
1: yeah. I I mean, I would, I would imagine maybe the Cubs. Maybe will take
2: the lineup. I would
1: imagine the Cubs are waiting to do something. Um, and they're just, maybe they're waiting for next year.
2: Yeah. Maybe they're I, taking I mean, their time. I, I want the Phillies to still do stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I do too. Uh, our comment, Josh was, you know, glad we re-signed Nola, but I'm kind of looking for more here. Yeah, me Agreed. too. Agreed. Yeah, like, I think the bullpen arm is inevitable. The outfield move is the one where I'm like, Please tell me you're going to do this because I do believe yeah. in Rojas and think, you know, long term, he's a great option. But like, I don't want to have to count on him and Pache or maybe they just wait till the trade deadline and that's the move they make then.
1: I mean, I don't I don't mind a good one solid move at the before the trade deadline, because I do feel like. That gives you time to start the season, see what you've got, and then make adjustments. But I would like to see something else prior yeah, to give I mean, them a chance. Spring training, and you know, don't you're just get chasing thrown
2: in. Most likely, the Braves and Dodgers. So, like, yeah. while winning the division isn't the most important thing in the world, like, you also don't want to be playing from you know 12 games back all year long. Again. so like, I'd rather just start the year strong with an extra outfielder that becomes a bench piece if Pache or Rojas, you know, run away with the job. Yeah. And then Brandon Marsh is your left fielder, which is fine, but like you're really getting no power from your outfield at all, which we've talked about. castellanos mm-hmm. is your big power bat in the outfield, like, ee, okay.
1: Yeah, something else has to happen. So I agree with you, Josh and Lisa, like we need to see some pieces. Just honestly, there's no major names out there, uh, but but a trade can happen. Like, I, I don't know what you're trading, actually, now that I say that out loud. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Because, actually, with free agency, that's the best bet, in my opinion, because I don't know who you would trade. You'd um, have to
2: trade your boy Rojas. I mean, he would be a viable Yo trade Yeah Ro-
1: no! There. Apparently, Mar- out d- here looking like... Yoro. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, yok- yeah. he's yoked up. He's, we've been t- talking about All it. Right. Uh, yesterday, we somebody in the chat was saying he's looking a little yoked up. He's giving us Yoro whole fives. <laughs> so he's no longer Yoro. He's Yoro. Brandon
3: Marsh would
2: be a, a, a guy that has some value around baseball, I think, because of the strides he took offensively this year. Uh, but you're right, like Castellanos and $60 million yeah. doesn't do a lot. Trey Turner, I'm sure you could move if you really wanted to, but who would want to? Stott is a cornerstone, young cheap mm-hmm. piece. You're not moving him. Harper obviously isn't going anywhere. Bohm would have value, but then again, like, who are you replacing third base with? He took a lot of strides this year. So those are like your core pieces. So there's not really anybody outside rojas and marsh uh that would carry a lot of value around baseball i mean Mm. obviously bryce harper and trey turner and boehm and stott have value but why would you why would you ever trade them
1: yeah exactly yeah exactly well i'm excited for our guests for today to be able to join us to talk about as we've got john Stolness joining us in a moment yeah who does a great job locally philly and philly's coverage um but first, let me tell you about the, let's tell you about the Game Time app before Absolutely. we bring Johnny fully. Absolutely, I should tell you about Game Time
2: <laughs> because Game Time, even though the holidays have passed, it should still be your go to ticketing source because uh, it's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country. And if you use code PHLY, you can get twenty dollars off your first purchase. Uh, you know don't be stressed out buying tickets it's not worth it just download the game time app and buying tickets for your favorite events won't be stressful i promise you i've used it a couple times already One one of them was a stocking stuffer gift for my wife Uh, for tickets to David Sedaris uh, at the uh, Keswick Theater. So they have killer deals on last-minute tickets, best price guarantee, stop stressing. You can get image of your seat view so you know exactly uh, where you're going to be sitting and and what your sight lines will be. They have a low price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection. Basically, game time has your back. Uh, Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your emails. Uh, so snag the tickets without the stress with the GameTime app. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHLY for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed.
1: All right. Well, you had a chance to see him for a brief moment. We've got John (laughs) Stolness joining us, host of WHYY and Billy Penn's Hitting Season podcast and writer for The Good Fight. Yes, with a P.H. John, welcome and happy holidays. Nice to have you here joining us on WHYY Phillies podcast.
0: Yeah, happy holidays to you guys too. I hope it wasn't doing anything weird with my hands when you flashed to me real quick for a second there.
1: <laughs> Listen, sometimes in the in the virtual spaces, people get caught with the mute, the unmuted or camera on by mistake. You were good right. though. You were good. <laughs> uh, awesome. So we were just talking a little bit about, and I actually want to get your thoughts on it before we talk um, about some other things around in the league, about mm-hmm. the fact that the Phillies have been, you know, quieter right now, and they've mentioned it. Listen, we know what Dave has talked about. Dave Dombrowski's mentioned time and time again that just want to add around the edges outfield piece outfielder pieces some better at bat some better bullpen some other bullpen arms uh do you imagine that we're going to see anything in terms of a a free agency signing or even maybe a trade with the Phillies prior to spring training do you think we're going to get anything happening
0: yeah I, I think it'll probably mostly be a free agent I don't really see a whole lot of teams looking to trade people right now and like you guys are just talking about there's not a whole lot for the Phillies to trade with uh, they have Rojas, they they have some some young pitchers, like if, I don't know how much value Griff McGarry has around the league, but I mean, you have some pieces that you could move, but you don't want to take too many things off of your big league roster right now. You kind of need all the guys that you were just talking about. So, I, you know, we have to remember too, like some of the big signings that Dave Dombrowski has made over the last couple of years have come in February. I mean, you get Kyle Schwarber and uh, Nick Castellanos really late in the offseason. He's a bargain hunter in in a lot of ways too. He's looking for an opportunity to to sign somebody who maybe's been withering on the vine for a couple of months. Um, you normally see kind of a lull around Christmas time, and then things pick back up as as January and February kick along. So I mean, I think we'll see him do some things, but like we've been talking about, there's there's not going to be anything major coming down the pike.
2: Yeah, John Dombrowski's, you know. T- Couple times has said, you know, add around the edges, which makes sense with their payroll and being in the luxury tax. To you, which is the more pressing need: uh, another bullpen arm to kind of fill that Kimbrel spot, or you know, a outfielder, preferably you know, a more veteran type, uh, to you know, kind of hedge your bets a little bit, so you're not relying solely on Pache, Rojas, and center field.
0: Well, I, and pardon me, I've been battling a cold, so but the voice may go in and out a little bit. Uh, but I think the thing with the bullpen is I think you have a better likelihood of adding something that's of higher impact there. Like you could maybe trade for Emmanuel Class A from the Guardians if, if you could work out a package, and that could be a really high-impact type reliever if the Guardians decide they want to move along from him. And again, that might be a trade deadline type deal. Um, but I think if you're looking at outfield, I think that's the more pressing need right now but you're not going to get Cody Bellinger and you there's no other big outfield star that you could go put in. They're not you know they don't want somebody that they need to sign for three four or five years. They they but they like Rojas and they, I think they like him defensively and they if he can just make a little bit of progress offensively then he becomes a three four win player because his defense is so elite. So I think they would love to be able to kind of get by, and maybe you get an Adam Duvall or you get a Jock Peterson and you stick him out in left field and you work some different platoons that way. Marsh jumps back and forth between center field and left field if Pache's on the team or Rojas is on the team. You know, I, I think that they're just looking for somebody they can sign for one year, uh, and those guys are going to be around for a little bit. Now, there will be a run at some point. And, and so the Phillies need to be ready for if that run comes to jump in and make an offer, unless there's just guys out there that they don't really like. They could have traded for Duval last year and they decided not to. So they just might not like the player. I don't know. Um, I think outfield is a bigger need, but I think you can make a bigger impact in the bullpen in a couple of different ways.
2: Totally agree. And since you brought up his name, just to hop in here, Renee, what the hell was Jock Peterson doing? <laughs> what was that? What was that post? What was that?
0: I don't know. So he, I tr- <laughs> did he wake up one morning and think I need to troll Philadelphia fans? I mean, I don't know if he his fans. No idea.
1: Yeah, we haven't heard anything since. You just decide no. to post a picture no. of you with the fanatic, and we haven't heard anything since. Just been, <laughs> who, been radio silence. Knows?
0: Who among us hasn't woken up one morning looking for a picture of us in the fanatic and just deciding this needs to go out today? I mean, yeah, yeah,
1: Yeah, he woke up and chose violence for sure. Uh, And (laughs) it was so uncalled for because we were actually live on the show when it happened. Um, And it's one of those things. It's like we all probably remember where we were when Jock decided to troll us and we were on the show live. Like, wait a minute, what's happening? And uh, come to find out. No, no, that was not true. He did very interesting a solid. times. That's, that's that's a content driver
0: yeah. for an. episode where
2: we're, there you we're go. scrambling on Instagrams <laughs> and looking at who's posted it, and yeah, <laughs> right. it was a good time.
1: Good times, I guess. Good times. um So something else that actually was very interesting to me, uh, as you guys may have seen, for those tuning in, there was the list of best average attendance in 2023 that dropped. And listen, I'm not a big attendance person because attendance is what it is and so yep. average attendance the number one team were the Dodgers were had the best with 47.3 thousand average attendance then from there went Yankees Padres Cardinals Braves Phillies Astros Blue Jays Cubs Mariners mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys but I was a little bit surprised by this actually um I don't know what what they really are qual. and we've talked about attendance before like is attendance butts and seats or is attendance including staff It's a a lot of the definition of attendance in a ballpark or stadium arena is not as cut and dry as it should be. But um, I was slightly surprised to see this list, especially with the Phillies being at number six and seeing some teams like the Padres and and the Cardinals, um, especially the Padres so high up there. I don't know. What are your thoughts
0: going 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 into last year? The Padres were, were such a hot team with all those, with all those young stars and and the excitement in San Diego. It had been forever since they'd seen a team like that. So I, I imagine the season ticket base jumped tremendously in San Diego, but you would expect something similar in Philadelphia because they have stars it had been a long time since they made the playoffs and the Phillies from from 2022 attendance to 2023 attendance, I believe, had the largest increase in percentage in the in, in Major League Baseball. If, if it wasn't number one, it was at least number two. So they saw a huge jump in 2023. They had a they had a ways to go. People remember throughout most of 2022 did not believe in the Phillies they looked like they were going to collapse again in 2022 no one was coming to games in September of 2022 it wasn't until the playoff run that people really started to believe and so I think there's there was still in 2023 a little bit of a lag the 23 team got off to a slow start they didn't play well for the first two or three months of the season but I think once summer started rolling around and the team started to play a little bit better then the attendance numbers really jumped up so I'll 24 will be very interesting to see how the disappointment of the championship series affects ticket the the ticket base, whether, you know, season ticket holders and and walk ups. I imagine the 24 numbers will be better than 23 because I think we're all hoping this team gets off to a better start this year.
2: Yeah. And John on that, um, just generally, do you feel like baseball has gotten Um, a lot for lack of a better term cooler over the last couple years I think between the rule changes uh, I think this uh, you know the youth showcase they're starting up in spring training uh, it just seems like they're doing you know social media allowing people to share the highlights it Mm -hmm. seems like baseball's done a a very good job these past couple years of kind of rebranding themselves to hopefully get better uh, to the younger kids out there do you get that same feeling
0: yeah, and Major League Baseball has made it a point to embrace the kids. Remember that campaign a couple of years ago? They the, I think they've really taken that to heart to try and find out which players really do want to embrace the fan base and then and then latch on to those guys and promote those guys. And uh, they do a great job like when LA Dela Cruz of the Reds was was having a highlight reel moment every single game. And they really went out of their way to promote that kid. Um, you know, I think they they're understanding what how you kind of build a fan base. Uh, how you make the fan base younger? You've got to go to where the the younger people are. That's why you see these Apple Plus sh- streaming games. That's why you see all these different streaming services doing deals with with sports. And um, you know, they uh, nobody likes the Apple Plus games, but you know, there's a reason they do them. You yeah, know? And I, so- I, I do. I think the broadcasts are actually okay. beautiful. I like those, <laughs> like, problems,
2: whatever their cameras are, are magnificent. But like the probability of like strikeout potential yeah. versus it, they do some cool stuff in the apple broadcast
0: (laughs) i I just more about the availability of it you know yeah yeah, yeah, sure but you don't yeah there's just all you have to subscribe to every streaming service in order to get all of the sports that you want to get and nobody's doing that really but you know i think you're right i think i think baseball is doing better the rule changes were huge making sure that games are no longer three and a half hours every single night was huge and you can just tell the pace of the game more reflects the short attention span of fans now i mean you want younger fans you you cannot have multiple mound visits over and over again the increase in stolen bases means there's more action on the base pads i think i think those were enormously successful rule changes that yeah. were absolutely beneficial to helping get young fans in
1: yeah and as we we talked about on the show yesterday there are a couple other rule changes including uh, reducing the pitch clock by two seconds uh, with runners on base. So there's still more to be done that's being done, I should say, to try to continue to speed the game up because they saw the a whole seven-minute difference in average game time from April to September. And so the league is allegedly trying to get back that seven minutes and continuing <laughs> to reduce the game. So, hey, listen, as you mentioned, it between streaming platforms and the, the speed of the game, it has definitely changed things. I know you've got to go, John, because you've got work to do um our last question for you this actually comes from our producer tyler is if you see foresee any possible under the radar signings that you like for the phillies
0: under the radar signings uh well, that's a good question um i think you know as far as like under the radar sign yeah you caught me off guard i'm trying to think now um I think if you're going to go get like a starting pitcher, maybe um, I think there's, it's not going to be like a Blake Snell or or Jordan Montgomery or anything like that. Uh, I think if you're going to see some kind of under the radar thing, again, it'll be, it'll be late in spring training or early in spring training, you know, late in February, early March teams are starting to show up. I mean, I don't listen. If Cody Bellinger is still out there and he's not signed and you can get him on a deal Maybe maybe that's something that can maybe that's something that can happen. But I, I don't I just honestly I don't see anything under the radar out there that the Phillies are, are interested in. I mean like you've got these relievers like Jordan Hicks who make a lot of sense. You could you could go out and get somebody like that. But I don't think they need anything under the radar. I, I, and that's, I guess that's why I'm struggling to come up with an answer to that question because you've got obvious outfield options that meet your needs that suit the kind of commitment that you want to make. You just got to go out there and sign the guy. Uh, Or, you know, if there's a, you know, if if there's a relief pitcher out there that is a hard thrower, probably has some control issues because that's what the Phillies seem to like. And you can get somebody to be the Craig Kimbrell replacement. There are guys out there that can do that job. So I don't I don't know that there's anything under the radar that the Phillies really need or that they should be looking under under rocks or anything like that. Um, I would just go out and make the obvious move.
1: Well, we appreciate you, John. I know we had asked um, a couple different things, so we appreciate you being able to jump in and weigh in on your thoughts on the team and be able to share, you know, what you're predicting to happen. And yeah, John's d- a
2: great Phillies follow on yeah. Twitter, so definitely give him uh, a follow you. if you're not.
1: <laughs> thank you so much, John. Uh, do you want to? Well, actually, if you have a moment, I know I'm, yeah. you gotta go, but well, I did pretty- ask you to give us your your best memory of 2023 because we're about to give ours. And as a yeah. Philly a Philly sports person through and through, there's been a lot of great moments. But if You had to pick one as the ultimate favorite moment from 2023 for the Phillies. What is yours?
0: All right. So I'm a family man. I know it's it's for for guys who want their sons to grow up playing baseball and everything like that. I think that night in August when you had Nick Castellanos 200th home run, the multi home run game with Liam Castellanos in the stands and you had. Weston Wilson hitting a home run on the first pitch he ever saw after eight years in the minor leagues. And then you have the Lorenzo no hitter on the same night when everybody in the stadium seemed to be crying multiple times in this, in this game. That to me was the, was the best moment of, of the season. There, there's a lot of great dramatic moments in the playoffs. The, the, the Rojas walk off in to clinch the, 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 t- uh, playoffs was, was great. That night to me was the most emotional, fun, cool night at citizens bank park in the regular season that I can, that I can ever remember. And I just, I just remember Weston Wilson's dad crying, Liam running over to uh, uh, Lorenzen's wife and, and mother with their baby and giving them high fives and hugging and stuff. That was just such a fun night when the vibes were at their peak with this baseball team
1: that was those are good times those are good times and uh even just talking about it just brings you back all the feels all the emotion of that night it was definitely great john we appreciate you taking time to join us uh now we will let you go and get get ready (laughs) for your next thing that you've got for work but uh always doing a great job with your philly sports coverage especially around the phillies and so thank you for taking time to join us here on PHOY phillies podcast
0: you bet. Thanks for having me, guys. You, well,
1: happy holidays to you. And again, guys, John, host of WHYY and Billy Penn's Hitting Season podcast and writer for The Good Fight. Uh, make sure you give him follow at John Stolness on social media. Uh, he's on Twitter and always is pumping out some great content as well. Yeah,
2: I've, me and John have followed each other for years. He's a, he's yeah, a good—he's a, good, he's a fun Phillies follow.
0: For sure, for sure. A lot sure. of good
2: content. Hashtag content out there. <laughs>
1: Mobile banking requires downloading
0: the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSC.
1: Well, it is interesting he brings up that game because uh, you know there's so many moments when you think back to 2023 that had you emotional, excited, crying, angry, a lot of emotions that we felt. That's that's what we love about sports, right? The ups and the downs of the roller coaster ride of 2023. And I know we decided to pull our. Top moments from 2023 for the Phillies. It's hard to pick just a few because so much happened, and it was it's such a long season that you almost forget about moments like that one with the um, the way that everybody was crying that night for m- multiple reasons for Nick, for Michael, for for everybody um, Weston. So Jamie and I picked our top moments as well. Tyler has a couple too. He may he will chime in with because we're gonna run through this, guys. We're gonna run through this in our final part of, of the show. Top moments of 2023 for the Phillies. Jamie, what is your number three top moment? My
2: number three top moment was um, just awesome. He's half man, half machine. (laughs) Bryce Harper returning as early as he did from uh, the Tommy John surgery. Uh, You knew he wasn't going to be playing the field for a while. It didn't matter. Just getting him back was a shot of adrenaline uh, that this team needed. So Bryce's return was my number three.
1: All right. Well, mine is the same. Well, I mean, it was pretty damn exciting. You don't feel bad about it. No, we didn't. We didn't talk about this beforehand, but mine is literally the same. 160 days after surgery, uh, returning. And what I love, what I loved about that moment is a couple things. So at the time, I was actually down at the ballpark covering the Phillies a lot um, and seeing just, especially pregame, all of the the questions that everybody we were all asking Rob questions about Bryce's return. When's he going to return? Has he returned? We also were seeing Bryce starting to get that first base practice, so he mm-hmm. was getting all the reps in at first base. And I remember taking videos of Bryce on my phone, like, oh, he's at first base, and and, and being excited because I'm like, what's this going to bring? So all the anticipation of when will he return? How will he return? What type of rice are we going to get back? Um, and then, of course, I felt like Bryce's return was really the start of a snowball effect of so many things. You think about the start of the season for the Phillies? Awful start. Dug themselves in a hole. Um, bad for a lot of different reasons. But it felt like that was one of those turning points for the Phillies where you really saw... The, the clubhouse and, and and the fans and everything just kind of lifted up because it's, it's Bryce, it's your guy it's, yeah. the, it's the, the the guy that's back matt, so
2: matt deckard says yeah. was that his first game when he dove into the
1: oh, the camera man.
2: section i think it was his first series i don't know about the first game yeah. but it was very early on and you kind of had that moment of like oh oh damn like he's this back. guy's <laughs> he's gonna be able to he's gonna be able to play first base without a problem like yeah. he was automatically all right away better than reese hoskins at first base and it, <laughs> and it was like damn this guy is really a baseball freak but it
1: was also that moment where it's like okay he's not thinking about it and and we need to stop thinking about yeah. the surgeons yeah, up because yeah. sometimes you see athletes come back they're a little bit more hesitant and and gingerly playing but bryce harper uh in that play was like no 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 i think that he's, was down
2: in atlanta if i'm not mistaken whatever I think it was so.
1: uh he's he's back and he's not he's he's the surgery and recovery is all a thing of the past, and we've got 1st face Bryce Harper uh, to look forward to. So that is definitely both of our number threes. Listen, Jamie and I, although we may have been apart for a few days, yeah. we are still on the same wavelength of number three. I don't think we're going to have the same for our next two, though. What is your number two, Jamie?
2: My number two uh, was kind of all-encompassing of what John was just talking about uh, when Orion o- Kirkering's uh, debut debut. Uh happened at the ballpark and you know the dad's crying like the emotion of that moment I just thought was so uh cool and you know Orion's gonna be a big part of this team for a long time and you'll always probably hopefully he becomes one of the premier closers in baseball and NBC Sports Philly will always have that cut to go back to of like remember Orion's debut in Philadelphia (laughs) well his father sure does and just being like a dad and like putting yourself in his shoes like that had to be like you know obviously top day of his life so it was just really cool uh, moment that I'll remember fondly
1: yeah and it's a moment that regardless of you know who you're a fan of as a parent as a family person you can appreciate the emotions that Todd had seeing his son and then also like learning about their family Richard Todd And Orion, like the the history of like their family and their story, it just made you more emotional because you're invested in now the Kirkerings. That is a good one. I'm going to go with another emotion. Remember where you were sitting watching the Phillies play on August 4th. We've talked so much about August 4th and the Trey Turner standing ovation. Another moment, in my opinion, that was a huge um, turning point that really platooned Trey's game, but also the Phillies, because it was a moment where, and also for Philly sports fans, we were seen in a whole different light. It was in that moment, people were like, all right, Philly sports fans aren't all bad. You know, Trey was struggling. As we know, coming into into that series, he had a 6.79 OPS. He was having a tough start to the season. Um, after signing an 11-year, $300 million contract, we were all like, "Where are we going? When are we going to see the Trey Turner that we were hoping that would come in and be a big addition to give us some good at bats?" Well, it was when he stepped at bat, and it was actually a loss to the Royals that he got that standing ovation. But then after that moment, when Trey Turner, the emotions of just having that part, that time with Citizens Bank Park on their feet cheering you on, the very next game he crushed a three-run homer. And that was huge. And, and at the time, the Phillies were down to Kansas City. That put them ahead. And then also in the next three games, he hit four homers. And Trey Turner, still looking back on that, has talked about how that was a moment that really helped him out. But even for the team helped them out. That Philly sports fans can be behind you and support you. Mm-hmm. We don't just boo you. We're going to give it- you the real. But we can also support you as well when we know that you need that extra boost. You're coming into a team trying to find your way, and uh, from there on, the Phillies actually had a 17-10 record in August, and this a lot seemed to go right from that moment. That was the moment we started to also start talking about them as a, a postseason team that, to keep an eye on, a team that Yeah,
2: because Trey was that important, in, exactly. in uh, so his lack of production <laughs> was kind of f- killing the team. So, you mm-hmm. know, you got to add a real Trey Turner, uh, you know, in August and September for the final run, and, you know, you got Bryce back before that, so they got several... Moments yep. of uh, you know adrenaline shots in season, which you need on such a long and season. I was,
1: oh wow, I was gonna say the same thing. Okay, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say the same. I mean, it's it, such, it is such a long season, and there's so many ups and downs, and we critique yeah. every game and 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 want to follow every game, expecting you to be always at your best. And sometimes you just need that extra boost and the extra boost was a standing ovation that trey had and i know I, matt is saying in the chat jamie i i did kind of start it even though others say
2: claims for it you know i uh <laughs> i opened up uh, a midday show at uh, 97.5 the fanatic about two weeks before uh it took off so you know i might have thrown because i i i was uh, doing a show with andrew salchunas and i went what about what if we just go George Costanza opposite day? I was like, instead of booing the guy, he's here for eleven more years. Let's get behind him. Let's let's do the opposite. Let's give him the ovation. And you know, I I may have started it that others you know got credit for, and that's fine. Uh, I'm not sour about it at all.
1: It's fine. I mean, he was he was one <laughs> for four on that night, and then that game helped boost his average to two fifty two. But the team talked you... about it too,
2: outside of just him. Like,
1: exactly. Casiano's
2: was like, I, I borderline kind of emotional, like. That was cool because we know they got our backs.
1: Exactly. And
2: it and it wasn't just Trey specific. It it did a lot for the team, I think.
1: Yeah, so thank you for suggesting You're that, welcome. Jamie, because yeah. it was a big boost for the team to yeah. see that, okay, you know, as as much as we hold people accountable here in Philly, yeah. we also can help encourage you when needed. All right. Number three. Or number one, excuse me. Yes,
2: that was number two. Uh, <laughs> Math. Number one for me is not Michael Lorenzen's no-hitter because he means nothing to me.
1: Oh, He's wow. not going to be
2: here. Bye, Michael. I will Uh, say,
1: I'm sorry to cut you off, Michael Lorenzen, no-hitter, much like anything that happened in the NLCS, in my opinion, did not age well. So I can't be (laughs) excited about that as a positive moment because I'm also looking at what happened after. And for Michael Lorenzen, there weren't many positives after that no-hitter.
2: Yeah, so I'm going to go with a moment uh, (laughs) I got to witness in stadium. And I think it's the loudest I've heard Citizens Bank Park, I want to say. And that was when Bryson Stott absolutely (laughs) buggy whipped a grand slam in the playoffs. I think it was October 4th, if I'm not mistaken, that was wild. Um, Just an absolutely electric moment. And it was kind of, I know how it ended obviously, but you felt like, all right, this is it. This is a world series team. Like they are playing great. You got guys like Bryson Stott, uh you know just coming up huge in the playoffs at home you really got the feeling that they were never going to lose a game at citizens bank park uh which they of course did in game six and seven of the nlcs but before that what was that uh nothing (laughs) no they definitely didn't lose game six and seven of the nlcs at home uh but before that like the bryson stott moment to me was was the coolest of the season
1: (sighs) man it was cool. It would have been cool if I got to witness it as well. Um, we talked about it yesterday because Tyler and I were talking about special things that have happened for Phillies on their birthdays. Oh, and it Bryce was his and birthday, And Scott's Grand right? Slam was two days before his birthday, so I included that as okay. one of the... I mean, listen, two days is close enough, but to hit a Grand Slam two days before your birthday is great. It's even greater if you can witness it in person. I was technically there in person. Um, Where were you? I was in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mm. I remember very vividly, actually. I was in the bathroom, mm. still in stall, not hear, even washing my hands. Ayo, okay. I heard AOK. Okay. I was up. trying to run to the bathroom. Yeah. And I heard. It was. And then people were in the bathroom cheering. I couldn't even cheer with the people in the bathroom because I was still in stall.
2: Mm. Oh, that's tougher, that it uh, gets me
1: every freaking just time. just my favorite
2: moment of the season. No <laughs> like being, that's no like the best
3: moment of like life. You were, you were peeing in <laughs> Citizens Bank. Park. Sorry, Jamie. We shared it together. Me, yeah. you, and Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> I shared it with a toilet paper some, roll some and the some stall. Some random wall. person Tyler in the stall and Charlie next O'Connor to you.
2: Connor will always have that memory. <laughs> Renee, <laughs> wish you were yep. there.
1: I was not. I wish I was at least at the concession stand. Like, yeah, getting a beer would so have been cooler. Many things, or, yeah. So many things. So many things. So many places I could have been at Citizens Bank Park place but the bathroom would have been cool mm-hmm. but yep queen of the potty i am i was <laughs> in the bathroom thinking like okay let me quickly run to the restroom and little did i know yeah it's fine guys everything's fine it was this is cool because like
2: the stadium was singing a-okay and then it was it was first pitch right off of a lefty pitch. pitcher I yeah think, I, don't, I don't even think the song Everybody had was ended. yeah like it literally was like the it's, the crowd was still singing it was off pitch t- was thrown Tanner scott right
3: yeah i think that's who it was and
2: gone that was cool renee all right what's yours i had
1: waited so long too yeah, i remember forcing shame. myself to go back i mean at least it doesn't go during games i try not to but yeah
2: nlds I was, uh, uh, f- grand slams don't happen all the time that was a fun one
1: no it's yeah. fine everything's fine yeah. well i did have another great moment in the nlds this is my number one it's got to be the attaboy harper it's game three that was pretty cool it's it's in that moment, we all believed the you Phillies dumb, were capable. You dumb
2: bastard, Arcea.
1: We all believed the Phillies were capable of absolutely anything and everything possible. So yeah. obviously it was after, as you mentioned, Orlando Arcea's taunting of, oh my gosh, that scared me. <laughs> my
3: bad. I was looking, so I was looking for the video to see who it was. Oh, okay. Like I said, I, don't, I think it was Tanner Scott, but the apparently.
1: Um, of which video?
3: Bryson Stott's Grand Slam.
1: I don't know. I don't have a video of it. I I remember seeing it on video Mm -hmm. as if I wasn't there in person, but it's fine. So after Orlando Garcia made those comments, obviously then we know Bryce Harper comes out, hits two homers. The Phillies hit six homers. They beat the Braves 10-2. It was electric. It was the moment that we took over the NLDS. And in that game, everything went right. You saw Aaron Nola. He went six and two-thirds innings of just one run, nine strikeouts. You saw then also... Orion o- Kirkering, Michael Lorenzen, Anthony Dominguez, Matt Strom, they all came in in the final three and two-thirds innings, gave up four hits, no earned runs. Everything was going right. Bryce Harper was doing the stare-down of the mm-hmm. iconic I moment. Have sh- I have assured of that and moment. It and was, it was when we really... So we had... Bryce had two homers. Trey had a home run, a solo homer in the sixth. Nick had one. Brandon Marsh had his third hit of the night. He went back-to-back. I mean it was it was fun, it was electric, it was exciting. We thought the Phillies were gonna win it all because they they silenced the Braves. And of course, going into the NLDS, we were like, okay, this is a chance to beat the Braves again in the playoffs. And that was the game that obviously catapulted them to knock the Braves off again to head to the NLCS. It felt like everything was right until it wasn't. Yeah. And so that was probably my best moment because that was probably like my last major moment when I really look back. That naive me was all excited thinking this team is going to win the world series this year yeah so I can't say again I can't say anything about the NLCS I don't care about the first two games I don't care how strong it started because of the fact that it all went downhill so fast so the NLDS game three October 11th 2023 at a boy Harper hands down the peak moment, in my opinion, of the 2023 season where everything that we saw prior, Orion Kirkring's debut, Bryson's Grand Slam, regardless of where you were at the time, yeah. <laughs> Bryce Harper's return, uh, Trey Turner's standing ovation, everything we saw came together in that moment, and then it all fell
2: apart. He, I uh, This is just making me think that they actually lost to the Diamondbacks in game six and seven. Like, those two moments alone, the attaboy and the Grand Slam should have been catalyst to another world series and baseball justice uh did not happen
1: it did not Damn it, it did not at all Damn tyler it. do you want to give us your top moments yeah as so we uh I us get happy again i think a
3: lot of them were mentioned i i think that the, so in a season that kind of ended as negatively as it did i think you look to the Humanity side of things a little bit more and I'm kind of glad that that John brought up a a couple of them and Mm -hmm. and Jamie the Orion Kirkering one was was definitively awesome not just because of the humanity side of things but like you watch that kid take the mound with like such confidence such um, stoic nature and throw as many filthy sliders as he did, it was a really cool moment. The Weston Wilson one was awesome, too. That's just like, that's such a release of years of pent-up, like, is it my turn, is it my turn, is it my turn? Which I thought was really cool as well. Um, I think that those two probably stand out to me as, like, defining moments of the season, Um, although the uh, the, 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 um, the NL wild card was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. yeah, it was that, and you know what though? I feel like to me, as as fun as it was winning the the both wild card games in the way that they did, I expected that. Whereas oh, I think the we Braves, all did, yeah, yeah, we all expected that. But what so with the Braves, everything in the NLDS, that was the moment of like, no, 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 no. You know what? That's that slow start um, to, that the that the Phillies had. As much we all talked about it, like the, it was a slow start that helped them be. Unable to catch the Braves in standings. But in that moment, it was like none of that matters because here we are when it counts most and we're beating you again. And to beat them the way that they did was very, it was a very big statement. You know, so I, I, I almost picked some of the wild card game moments. I don't want to pick all postseason moments. Well,
3: especially to Renee, the way that they lost game two to the Atlanta Braves yes. up, what, five? I think five, two, they were up and mm-hmm. had a chance to, you know, really take command of this thing.
1: And it lost could like six, five. It
3: could. I think they lost uh, or sorry. They were up four, two, and they lost five, four, I think. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it really could have slipped the other way where you looked at this team and went, well, that was the chance. Mm-hmm. You know, you just had, you know, because um, Zach Wheeler pitched that day, didn't he? Pitch game two.
1: Uh, the Rangers yes. started game
3: one, and Wheeler started game two. Yeah, You're like, wow, you've got your best arm on the mound. You take a commanding two nothing series mm-hmm. lead. He's at minimum pitching one more time. Noel is pitching. Rangers pitching. Yeah, like set up for success. Game right, one so, was a
1: great game too. Wh- right. So when you, solid loo- when you
3: lose game. game two the way that you do, you go, oh boy. And then they come out and score ten runs in yeah. game three, and you know, kind of catap- catapulted themselves back into to the NLCS.
1: No, I agree. I agree because that game three, in my opinion, is one of the, the most important games of the series because that's when you take the lead, obviously. Like, you have a chance to go up. It's tied. You can go up 2-1. Uh, and for the Phillies to have done that in such a fashion, it was also exciting. Like, it was, again, six home runs. And you mm. had Attaboy Harper. It was not.
2: Castianos was Blastianos.
1: Yeah he was he was chef cassie at that time like it was arizona everything was great everything was great everything was great all right well you know what this 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 conversation is a great way to also wrap up 2023 i know we will have a show live again tomorrow but it will be jamie and tyler i will not be here tomorrow enjoy Um, your long weekend Still enjoying the holidays. Uh, still have my holiday gear on. I've still yeah, you been got rocking. your Hallmark hoodie on. Yeah, and on the back it says, "This is my Hallmark wearing sweatshirt." Um, <laughs> but I'm not gonna turn around and show you guys because that's way too much effort. But yeah, you know, this is I'm still fully in like wear your holiday clothes every day. Holiday socks are on. Still sitting around watching holiday movies because uh, it's still it's still that time of the year. So guys, this is our final show of 2023 together. Mm freaking
2: it in. virtual that, hug everybody that, virtual hug no I, yeah, new, <laughs> new year's don't i don't know
1: i i just i don't know I'm i feel even new though year's it's person. like 2023 or 2024 happens in like 24 hours well technically like a minute but i still I'm, I'm so i get very emotional this time of year because it's sad it's so sad to think about like a whole new year starting
2: is it it is but it's just another day
1: it's not just another day <laughs> because every, like, we're going to look, I still remember when it was like switching from 99 to 2000. It's like, ooh, new millennium. Like all oh, these Y2K. things. I still yes.
2: have a uh, Miller Lite uh, beer That's bottle. That's what makes
1: it sad because that was 23 years ago. Yeah. It now going on
2: 24. That. Yeah.
1: That's so sad how fast time flies. Yeah. That's why I have to enjoy these moments, guys. Y2K. We're enjoying these moments. All right. Well, unfortunately, I, I'm, I guess I'm the only one. Tyler's like, "All right, Renee, like wrap this thing up." Yeah,
3: I, I don't care. Holidays don't. I don't care. Like you and Chris are just like it's just. I don't. It's just like New Year, same me. <laughs> I'm not a bad person. I'm not a like amazing yeah. person. I'm
1: not. I'm just a person. I'm just a person. All right. I'm not a resolution person. I will say that I'm more of a words for the year of of goals and affirmations. But listen, guys, I hope that you have, since you're, I'm not going to see you, and I'm not reading your comments out loud, Eugene, but Lisa, I'm I'm, I'm hoping 2024 is going to be your year. I agree. If 2023 was not your year, guys, you've been harvesting for a bountiful, beautiful, blessing filled 2024. So I will not be here tomorrow. These guys will be here tomorrow. I'm, I'm having a hard time wrapping this up. But I hope you all have a great new year. I look forward to seeing you next year. Oh, God. <laughs> But these guys will see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. So have a great rest of your day. Have a great rest of your year. The Grinch is definitely producing and Scrooge is over here to my left. And I'm just like, my family calls me Mary Poppins. Um, So have a good one. Have a good one. Thanks for tuning in to PHI Phillies podcast. Subscribe, like, comment, and tune in. We'll see you guys next time and next year for me.
2: I'm shocked you didn't end it with (laughs)